UAE government has embarked on one of the biggest overhauls of the legal system in years. We have seen changes to family and personal law with new regulations covering divorce, couples living together and other areas affecting people's daily lives. From a personal finance perspective, however, one of the most interesting changes centers on wills and inheritance. Until now, when someone died, family members may have had the assets of their loved ones divided according to Sharia law, something expatriates living in the Emirates weren't always familiar with. Now a person's citizenship will dictate how their assets are divided among their next of kin, unless they have already written a will. So how significant is this change? When will it take effect? And what does it mean for people looking to write a will now? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Alice Hayne from The National and joining me today is Siri Hashem from UAE firm Fitch & Co and Devanan Mahadeva from Goodwins. Thank you for joining me, Siri and Devan. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me around. Now, when I saw the news of these legal changes, it was a bit of a wow moment. I mean, it was quite a comprehensive overhaul of the system. So why was this change in the law so important, particularly when it came to wills and inheritance? Uh, first of all, uh, before making any comments, we have to stress on the fact that until now we don't have uh, the draft. It hasn't been published yet. So it's only a matter uh, that has been published in the news. And so we have just only headlines. So this is uh, what we can comment on generally. This uh, change, or we can say uh, these amendments to the law that is in place now, as we hear from the news and read, uh, it's going to be affecting the expats especially those who are foreigners and uh, non-Arab and non-Muslim people. The situation is, for them, when, when it comes to the personal status courts uh, and there's uh, a deceased person and there's heirs uh, and they want to collect the assets of uh, their deceased man or person, they have to go through the, uh, the process uh, that is known by the by the court, by, which is the Sharia law. And although the law itself, it provides that the people, they can choose the law that applies to them, which is that the law of their own country, that they hold their nationality. They, it's, the option is there in the law. But the situation is, it's not in practice. So this is situation here at the moment. So how does the current system work? So if somebody somebody died, how would their assets be divided up under Sharia law if they didn't have a will in place, if they were from overseas? Uh, even if they have a will, it's hard to be recognized by the, the court. The personal status court uh, would apply normally the Sharia law. Sharia law, it makes divisions of the properties and the assets of the deceased person. In a certain way, uh, it's very hard to explain it now because it needs classes to uh, explain this because there are main uh, hairs and there are branching hairs. It has a certain way of calculation and uh, even the hairs, they will change from one situation to another. So it depends on uh, which level of uh, relativity they have with the deceased person. So it's quite a complicated system. Exactly. And that makes it difficult for people to understand. Uh, yeah, it's actually for, uh, let's say, for common people, it's hard for them to understand because they don't know how the calculation is made. This is for, we say, for Muslim people. They know just maybe headlines of, let's say, direct people that would uh, inherit. But uh, let's say for the details, there are lots of details therein, and it has uh, some speciality to, to deal with it. So the court uh, has the speciality to deal with it, and uh, that's why... 
when they issue the certificate of death, it shows who are the heirs and their uh, shares and uh, and his assets uh, and what they, how much money they can get, uh, which will be, and the division, divisions of all the shares among them. Uh, so this situation. So for foreigners, let's say, or especially non-Muslims, it's going to be hard for them to understand something they are not familiar with. I mean, so for example, on my will, it's quite simple. Um, you know, if myself or my husband die, all of our assets either go to each other, if the other one's still alive, or they go, if we both die together, awful to talk about these things, but you have to, uh, it all goes to our children. So it's a very simple structure. So if I then had to have that overtaken by a Sharia system, then that would be a concern for, for myself, let's say, if my husband died. So what does the new uh, law mean then for residents? How, how will it sort of reassure them? First of all, I want to uh, point out something that for a will to apply, uh, it has to be on one third of the assets only. So the rest will be distributed among the, 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 the heirs. We expect that the new amendments to the law, as we understand, they have the right to choose which law to apply. Now, this is as per the news, okay? Now, we don't know if it's going to be that way or it's going to be like applying the law of the of the nationality, of, of his nationality. So whether it's a choice or it is going to be applied immediately. So uh, they don't have to choose it or he doesn't have to write the will to choose it. And uh, But in any way, once it is issued, so things are clear. So that sounds quite confusing because you're saying that at the moment we're not sure whether you would automatically get the law of your citizenship applied. If, let's say, if I died and I'm British, would I automatically have British law applied? Or would I have to have opted in to have British law? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Now, it would be uh, much easier if they say that the law of the country of his nationality applies. This would be easier than leave it to the choice. Because who will uh, take the choice? Is it uh, heirs or is it uh, the deceased person before he died? So he has to make a will in the situation where he admits and confirms that uh, which law or which uh, uh, whether the country that he holds its nationality, the, its law will apply to his inheritance. The easiest way is to apply the law of, his, of the country that he holds its nationality. It will be harder if it is left for someone to decide whether it's the heirs or it is the, the deceased person before he dies. So let's say we have to see what's the situation exactly, what's the mechanism. So it's an unfolding situation. So if this is all draft at the moment, I mean, how long do you think it's actually going to take to come into effect? It depends because it's a strategical decision by the government as they see fit, I mean, according to their plans, because at the moment they are making amendments to several laws. And every week and every other week we hear amendments on laws in the country. So there are changes coming on. Looking at the quantum of the laws that are amended, maybe this will take a little time for this law to, or for the amendment of this law to apply or to come into effect or to be published, let's say. Looking into the fact that there are many laws under review and amendment at, this, at the same time. So Devanan, why is this change in the law so important? I think it gives better confidence to people uh, to come into UAE and uh, you know settle down here, and so the regulations are more friendly uh, towards the expatriates. I think that is the main reason why these announcements have been made to make people more comfortable in this country. 
we all of us who have been here for so many years in this country are going to feel that you know uh, the the authorities are reassuring us that things are going to be implemented as uh, as it is and it's going to be a little more liberal in uh, setting up things here so how did the old system work when it came to inheritance you know what what did what were the procedures that people had to follow see old system or the new system we, we are yet to know the new uh, system per se but then uh, when you look at the current system what what we have been following all these years is we follow something called uh, the civil transaction act uh, number 5 of 1985 so it's a law number 5 of 1985 where a couple of articles allow an expatriate to apply his own uh, country's law for inheritance so that particular clause has been there for the last 35 years in this country so they have been uh, following that only thing is with particular conditions that you have to have the right documents in place so that you can follow this uh, particular uh, legal system from your own uh, respective countries so if someone died how would their assets be divided up if there's no will in place under the current system if there is no will in place uh, based on the respective laws of their own country they have not made a will in uh, in in ue what happens is that they de facto follow the sh- system of sharia and it will get the the properties or the cars or bank accounts or whatever it is whatever they leave uh, behind in legal terms we call it the estate so whatever estate they leave behind it will be divided as per sharia that has been what has been followed uh, but there are options to follow your own uh, country's law here uh, if you have a will in place and if you don't have a will in place also you can still follow your country's law but it becomes a long drawn exercise because we have to convince the judges that this is how the system works in that particular country so we have to translate those countries laws and we have to submit to the judge and the judge has to understand that particular situation and then the judge has to give a, a decision based on that but on the other side if they have a will in place they'll be able to implement that particular will in front of a judge so it's very simple if you have a document in place you decide what has to be done with your assets and uh, if you don't have a document in place the judge has to decide what has to happen in the assets and something else you have to understand is even if you have to uh, implement your own country's law uh, without a will it gets uh, what we call as interstate probate i mean a person without a will is called is dead interstate so his demise is interstate so he has to have a um you know follow the particular law of that country and that can be equally complicated as sharia okay so at the moment a lot of people register their wills um they either do it at the abu dhabi courts or the difc courts i mean how does that protect them at the moment uh, because these these documents are taken uh, at face value by the court and they will implement uh, uh, what is mentioned in the document so if you register your will it means that the court has to follow what you've got in that document yes that is what happens so how does all of this change under the new law what will potentially change going forward we are yet to see the law i cannot make an opinion based on you know uh, what is the law but from the announcements which we have seen uh, in the media like yours uh, is that uh, you know they are going to be a little more liberal with uh, situations and they are going to be more 
uh, savvy towards uh, foreign laws. It's not going to be as uh, difficult as before to prove the uh, law of that foreign country. That is what I feel as far as inheritance goes. See, there are a lot of other things which are announced along with this. So, but when it talk, when we talk strictly about inheritance, this is what I could tell you. So if religion is taken out of the question and it's not, you know, your, your, you know, how your assets are divided after your death is absolutely as per your country of origin. Does that mean then we'll still need to register our wills? I mean, that's the system at the moment that if you want to make sure your assets are divided up in the way that you want them to be, you've got to make sure you register that will. And that's quite, a, that's quite an imp- expensive process. So will that still need to happen? You still have to have a will in place. Because if you say, okay, you may take religion out of the picture, you may take uh, culture out of the picture, but look at your own country's laws. Individuals, when they look at their own country's laws, it's again based on region or religion. Each country is having their own laws based on their region. Even some countries, if you see in the Western world, each region follows a different law. For example, if you look at UK, they have a different inheritance system in uh, in England, and they have a different system in Scotland or in Wales. And if you look at United States of America, all the 50 states uh, have different uh, inheritance uh, legal system. So we have to bring in that particular state's law to implement in the UAE. So it gets really complicated. And if you go to uh, Eastern world, if you go to countries like India, where a majority of the population live in this country, the laws are religious. So it's a different law for a Hindu, different law for a Parsi, different law for a Muslim, different law for a, um, a Christian. So we have to go through all those complications if we don't have a will in place. So we still need a will. And do you think we'll still need to register it or do you think there'll be a different system? Will registry has already been set up in ADJD as well as DIFC. Uh, so uh, I don't feel that they're going to change that. I mean, like you can still continue with the registration of the will. And uh, uh, I mean, you look at the uh, possibilities of what is reasonable uh, charge for you and then you take the choice. That's it. So one area of the law that possibly won't apply to is, is property. So, I mean, do you think that, as, is, as you said, we're waiting for the draft law to be published, but will it apply to all of our assets or uh, what about property if you're owning property in the UAE? See, Article 17 of the law of law number five of 1985 tells you that an expatriate can apply his own country's law for the inheritance disposition in this UAE. But in the Article 18, they say for fixed assets in UAE, the uh, local law will apply. Uh, That doesn't mean Sharia will be applicable in the uh, properties. That is a very, very big misunderstanding which we find around here. What we see, what we have seen as application is they don't differentiate between uh, fixed assets and uh, uh, movable assets or movable and immobile assets. They don't differentiate this at all. If, if there is a will, the will takes care of the whole thing. And if there is no will, whatever the law they apply, they apply to both movables and immobiles. There is no difference. Now, coming to this particular article of Uh, Article 18 of law number 5 of 1985, what you will notice is the local law applies to fixed assets in that country. It is not only in UAE, in all parts of the world. Every part of the world, the local law will apply with regards to the fixed assets in that country. That doesn't mean it's, it's inheritance. It means that you have to pay your local charges 
uh, you have to follow the local rules and regulations for the transfer of that property. Say, for example, if I take it now, if you have to transfer a property in the UAE, even uh, to a family member as inheritance, you have certain amount of charges which has to be paid, which you will not do if you transfer a bank account or if you want to transfer a car. But if you want to transfer a property, you have to pay that certain charges, uh, which has to be paid to the, the land respective land departments to transfer these assets. Same thing in other countries, they have something called stamp fee, they have uh, something called government fees. Every country has its charges as far as uh, fixed assets are concerned. And if you look at the Western world, the fixed assets do have inheritance tax. Even if you're not orderly residing there, even if you're not a citizen of that country, you will still have inheritance tax for fixed assets, where the non-fixed assets may escape inheritance tax if you're not orderly domiciled in those countries. I see. Well, thank you for clarifying that for us. And, and moving on, I mean, if this does come into effect and we're going to have the courts following, you know, applying foreign laws to the disbursement of assets in a UAE court, I mean, how will they apply? How will they follow those laws? I mean, will there be somebody translating the foreign laws or how will that process come about? Yes, that is how it comes about even today. Uh, see, a, a lot of inheritance cases or even the family dispute cases, I mean, what we call as divorce and child custody and alimony cases, foreign laws can be applied even today. Only thing is we have to translate that particular uh, law which is applicable to that particular couple. And we have to apply those, uh, uh, we have to submit those laws in Arabic uh, after translation. And we have to submit to the judge and we have to convince the judge that this is the law which has to be uh, applied for this particular couple or this particular inheritance or the estate which is left behind by a diseased person. So the courts are already set up for this? Yes. I mean, the personal status court are already following these things. Okay. So they're just moving it forward and making the whole process a little bit easier, I suppose. Uh, that we have to wait and see how they are going to do it. But uh, this system is there for so many years now. Even I have seen cases before 18 years, 18 years back, I have seen the courts applying the respective uh, person's country's law uh, to disperse of these assets or to even grant a divorce and child custody and uh, alimony for a, uh, for a couple. This system has been followed in the court. Only thing is, I think uh, with the new announcements, they may make it even more uh, smoother and uh, easier for the implementation of it. So if it's been around for a long time, I mean, that's also quite reassuring for residents because it means that, you know, I think people often panic that if somebody in their family dies, that their assets are going to be distributed in a way that, that, that they don't like necessarily. But that's not the case from what you're saying. That's not the case. But, you know, if they don't have a bill in place, it gets really complicated, not only in UAE, in any country for that matter. It gets complicated because there will be multiple inheritors based on the local uh, legal system if they don't have a will in place uh, based on the local legal system. So now if you're saying that you want to follow that local legal system in UAE, the same complication comes with that into UAE. So you've just got to make sure you've got a will. I mean, that that's the bottom line here. I think that all applies for us. We want to make sure we know where our money is going to go. You know, I have a family and, and God forbid if, if something happens to me tomorrow, I want to make sure that my husband and my children are protected. And I think we all feel like that. So that will is still important. And uh, one more thing I would like to add, as we were talking only about assets here, 
one of the most most important thing as as a parent myself the most important thing is guardianship which people just ignore they always talk about their assets uh, properties and estate but they don't talk about the minor children they have around see the guardianship is very important uh, that you have to appoint the right guardians for your children so what happens all these days uh, if you don't have a will in place as per sharia the uh, the guardianship if a, if a husband passes away the guardianship moves to the male heir so the husband's father or the brother uh, if the father is not there they get the guardianship not the mother not the mother of the child or the the wife of the deceased they don't get the guardianship of course if a lady passes away the husband gets an automatic guardianship because he is the man of the house and uh, 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 there is no complication there but the the other situation which you come across with guardianship is what happens if both parents are gone or if uh, if the child is brought up by a single parent either because of uh, widowhood or either because of judicial separation the child is brought up by uh, a single parent or both the parents unfortunately pass away so what happens to the young children so this is something which we uh, rarely think about this guardianship becomes very very important and that only a will can take care with parents writing a will saying that you know if both of us are not there uh, so and so has to become the uh, legal guardian of the child otherwise uh, they they end up with a government care home of course ua is very very considerate towards that they take care of those children uh, till a guardianship can be determined but you know do we want that we want one of our uh, chosen family member or a friend or something somebody becoming a, a guardian of the child so a will is very important to i mean as a, if you are a young parent a will is important to uh, at least look after your biggest assets in the world which are your children yes i think you're you're making a very good point there is that we're focusing a little bit too much on our financial assets and probably less on our children which are the most important assets of all so yes absolutely we need to make sure we know what you know what's going to happen to them and and that's something that's very clearly stated in my will is is you have to you have to think about that and it can cause some quite difficult conversations because you know one partner might not like the person that you want them to go to and and vice versa so it's something that needs to be thrashed out you know while you're still healthy and uh, and you've got to come to an agreement they have to take care of the uh, you know uh, consideration of the children whom they will be comfortable with and who will follow the same value system as you did throughout their life otherwise uh, what happens you have a 10 year old child uh, losing both the parents and moved into a household which doesn't follow the same system or value system uh, like you have followed it it becomes a major culture shock for the child so there are a lot of consideration to be given uh, when you are appointing guardians uh, for your children and that has to be documented if you don't document it uh, a judge has to decide uh, who the a guardian should be and then it can be suitable or not so suitable guardian for the child if we're looking at this law i mean at the moment it's we're still discussing it we're not sure what's going to come but when do you think it might actually take effect i did speak to a couple of court officials couple of days back too they are still awaiting the law to be coming in and gazetted so we have to wait and see uh, when that happens and that is in the uh, hands of the authorities again looking at the ue as a whole how does this type of change to the law you know benefit the country how you know who's going to really gain out of this 
I'm sure this is going to help the residents as well as the locals, as well as the, the country on the whole, because people are going to feel more comfortable uh, coming to this country and continue to live in this country. And we have been talking about retirement in this country. So uh, UAE as a country wants to attract more people like all of us who have been here for so many years. I've been here almost for 20 years in this country. Uh, and I live here because I, I love this place. You know, they want to attract all of us who are living here for so many years and all, all of them who are planning to come and settle down in this country. You know, this, this announcement has a lot of other things attached to it, uh, other than inheritance and family law. Uh, there are a lot of uh, things which has been mentioned uh, where uh, they are being more liberal with various ways of life of people. Because then you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, your inheritance, your family issues and how you live and where you live and uh, your, even to an extent of your rental contracts or how you behave and things like that. Thank you this week to Siri Hashem and Devanan Mahadeva. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me on pf at thenational.ae. And remember that PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Hayne. <laughs>